Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners. Today's episode is one of my favorite kinds of episodes. It is a noir episode, which means it features a mystery. It has sultry saxophones, and it stars a hard-boiled detective, played by the hilarious actor and comedian Dan Mintz. Will he catch the culprit and solve the mystery? Find out after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! Pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream, and in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. It was another cold and rainy night, but then again, this layer of the earth is always cold, always rainy, and always night. I should probably move. But down here, there's always another case to solve. Excuse me, are you the private eye? That's what it says in the door, doesn't it? Actually, it says, please push. It does? That's interesting, you're supposed to pull. Maybe that's why I can never get in the door. No matter, I'm the only private eye around. The name's Duplex, Detective Duplex. Your first name is Detective? Yes, when I was born, the doctor said I was a curious child. Pleased to meet you, Detective. I probably don't need to introduce myself. Surely you recognize me from the silver screen. I'm afraid not. Sad truth is, I've never seen a single film. They're too long. I'm also on TikTok. Those are too short. Here's a bowl of porridge. Just right. Truth be told, the less you know about me, the better. I'll need you to be discreet. Of course. I always keep the details of my investigations private. I am a private eye, after all despite what it says in the door. Good. 
I've come to you because somebody's stolen my diamond headphones. Any leads? Not yet. It's been mostly supporting roles, but I feel like that's the way I'm really going to break in. I meant any leads on your missing headphones? Oh, yes. My friends have been behaving quite suspiciously. Suspicious behavior? That does sound suspicious. But what exactly do you need from me? Isn't it obvious, Detective? I'll need you to investigate the story pirates. We were just bored and said, hey, why don't we write a story? I have a huge imagination. If you only use your eyes, then you'll see less stuff. If I was a star, what would I think? We inspire each other. And the world will never be the same. The Story Pirates. The actress led me back to her underground drill slash ship. I found her to be most welcoming. Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast. Thank you. This must be where you take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Very observant. You are a detective. I'm a private eye. My name is Detective. Right. Apologies for the confusion. Tell me about your friends. When did you first notice their change in behavior? Ever since we arrived on this underground layer of Earth. As you know, some of the story pirates have turned to a life of crime. You're referring to your stolen diamond headphones. The very same. Let's not jump to any conclusions. Before I investigate your friends, I'd like to hear one of these stories. Of course. And here to introduce it, the author. Hi, my name is Lewis and I'm nine years old. I live in Nevada and this is my story called The Starfish. All right, Ocean, it's dusk. Which means that I, Earth's biggest star, the sun, must bid you farewell until the morning. All right, all right. Okay, okay. I'll leave you with one more song as I set. I am the sun, la-dee-da. I am the sun, now it's night. And I'm setting, I'm leaving right now, which means it is night time. Good night. Yay! Oh, yeah, I love, love that love the sun. Wow, the sun is such a big star. Oh, he sure is, Starfish. And now he is set, which means it is the nighttime. Yeah, Shark. Are you heading to sleep? Never. I never sleep. Right. Sharks don't sleep. Ever. I'll never know what it is to dream. Wow. So what are you going to do now, Starfish? I'm going to do what I do every night. I'm going to climb to the top of this rock, look up, and gaze at the real stars. You're like a real star to me, starfish. Yeah, right. A real starfish. Emphasis on the fish. Aren't starfish a kind of derbs? Who knows? (gasps) Shark, look! Ooh, what's that star, starfish? That's serious. The dog star. Wow. Bow wow. And there's Arcturus, one of the red giant stars. (laughs) I'm blushing. And there's the goat star, otherwise known as Capella. Did someone say acapella? Piano, stop. No, 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 I didn't say acapella. I just said Capella. It's the name of one of the brightest stars in the sky. Oh, 
Well, let me know if you'd like to hear some singing without instruments. Because in oh, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. Okay. Oh, very good. Okay. Can I admit something to you, Shark? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm your best friend. You can tell me anything. Sometimes, when I look up at the stars, I wonder if I used to be up there, but then fell. I feel like that's something you would remember. I don't know. Maybe I bonked my head and can't really remember anything from before that. Huh. Well, you know what? Why not? Maybe you are a real star, Starfish. Thanks. Hey, Shark, you're pretty strong, right? Pretty strong? <laughs> Have you seen these pectoral fins? All right, well, this might be a crazy idea, but do you think you could throw me into the night sky, into space? I could try, but fair warning, I'm very strong, so it will definitely work. Then I guess I should say goodbye to all my friends here. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. You're my only friend. I'm honored. Now throw me into space! Here we go! Three, two, one, blast off! <laughs> okay, okay, I wasn't ready for that. Okay, look, we're gonna try it again, okay? Three, two, one, blast off! <laughs> <clears throat> All right, we're gonna we're gonna go again. Right, three, two, one, blast! <clears throat> three, two, one, blast! <clears throat> we're gonna try again. Three, two, one, blast! <clears throat> okay, give me one more time here. Three, two, one, blast! <clears throat> three, two, one, blast! <clears throat> three, two, shark, one, blast! Shark, <clears throat> shark, 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 shark! You are barely getting me out of the water. I'm a strong, strong boy. We're gonna need something more powerful. Than your fins. Where are we gonna find something more powerful than my fins? The only thing around us is this fully functional cannon that says NASA on it. That's perfect. I can just climb inside there. Great. And now, fire me into space. Here goes nothing. Whoa, it's working. I'm flying in the sky. I'm gonna make it to space. I'm gonna hit a plane. Uh, attention passengers, this is your captain speaking. We're experiencing a bit of turbulence. There appears to be a starfish that just smacked into our plane. Oh, honey, look, there it is, stuck to our window. Oh, oh dear, it looks yucky. Honey, shoo it off. <sighs> shoo, shoo, get off the plane, starfish. Ew, shoo, shoo. Uh, um. <sighs> Oh, man, I'm sorry that didn't work, Starfish. It's all right. I know exactly what to do next. What's that? Get in the cannon and fire it into space. But if we do the exact same thing, won't the exact same thing happen? No. Why not? Because I don't want it to. Okay. Now fire that cannon. Whoa! It's working. I'm flying. I'm going to make it to space. No planes, no planes, no planes. Uh, attention passengers, this is your captain speaking. If you look out the left side of the aircraft, that same shooting star, Fish, has just flown past our plane and has successfully left Earth's orbit to make it to space. Oh, I did it. I made it past the planes. I'm in space. I'm heading right towards that meteor. Uh, attention passengers, that starfish we were all rooting for has unfortunately just struck a meteor and is plummeting back once again toward the Earth. Oh, poor little Could I get a ginger ale? What was I thinking, believing that I could ever go to space? I'm no star. 
I'm just a starfish. I should have been more like Shark and never dared to dream. Oh, look, there's Shark getting bigger and bigger as I plummet to Earth. Hi, Shark. Oh, hi, starfish. Bye, starfish. Bye, starfish. Why is Shark getting smaller and smaller? And what was that boing sound? And why is Earth getting farther and farther away? And where am I? Home. Home? Wait, aren't you the sun? That's right, it's me! And when you hit the Earth, you bounce back up into space with the rest of us stars. Wait, does that mean that I'm... Yes, Bow Wow. You're a real star, just like the rest of us. You must have forgotten us when you bumped your head falling to Earth long, long ago. I knew it! This is so cool! I am so happy to be back with my old star friends that... I'm gonna sing a song. Did someone say sing a song? Is it gonna be a cappella? No, no, <laughs> no, I... no, no. Sorry, Capella. This is gonna be a song with instruments. <laughs> you can't sue a guy for trying. Piano, hit it. Have you ever had a dream, ever had a wish, but feel stuck in your stream like you're only a fish? If you want to make your skies less dark, then get a little help from a friend like Shark. With a little help, my fishies, whomever you are, if you believe you can be a real star, you can be a real star. with the author. Hey, Lewis, it's Lee. Hello. How you doing? Good. So, Lewis, what do you think about when you look up at the stars in the sky? I just think of how, I used to think how big I am, how, like, I'm getting so big, and then I think about how small I actually am. Hmm. We're actually all tiny. I just like to think that, like, there's so much out there that we'll probably never know. And solar systems upon solar systems, galaxies upon galaxies, possibly universes upon universes. Do you have any guesses as to how big space really is? A couple billion light years. So it sounds like you know a lot about space, actually. I'm just interested in astronomy. What is interesting to you about astronomy? It's just cool. I just think it has magic. Just the idea of a star being this big burning ball of fire out there in the night sky, that seems like magic. Here's the thing. If I was a star, what would I think of all these little planets circling me and these little living organisms on it? Yeah, what would you think? I would just think about how powerful I am. Mm. But then again, be like not want to show the power and then think about how they all look up to me and then how I kind of look up to like other things like galaxies. So I think something that's cool about your story is how the starfish thinks it might have been a star once, but it isn't sure. Do you ever wonder if maybe once upon a time you were different and you don't remember it? Not exactly. I think I had a different life before this. 
Like, I was a, I don't know, a chicken before I turned into a human. Oh. And specifically, you think you are a chicken? Well, no. I think I was something. And I have a little bit of what the animal before me was inside me. Like, say, there was this really intelligent fox. I would have, I would be a little oversmart or something. Or he was a bit clumsy. I would be a little clumsy, too. Can you tell me what it feels like when you sense that maybe you had a past life like that? It makes me really, like, kind of mad just thinking about how I might have had this whole life of not behind me, and I'm never going to remember any of it. I can see why that's frustrating, but maybe it's a good thing that you can't remember it. Maybe, actually. Now that I think of it, it might be a good thing. If I, like, just remembered I had a whole life inside me, this life is already, like, probably not my entire mind. It'll be kind of hard to have a whole other story inside of it. Yeah, like, I can barely figure out what to eat for lunch already. Yeah. Lewis, it has been so fun to talk to you about your story. Thank you. See ya. Bye-bye. What a wonderful story, wouldn't you agree? Yes, a most wonderful story. However, I'd like to speak to the rest of the story pirates, one by one. Of course, I know just where to begin. We began in the boiler room, where I met a man who would be referred to only by the name The Plumber. Smitty, I've got someone here to talk to you. Talk? Can't you see I'm hitting pipes with a wrench? What for? Gotta make sure they keep making this loud clanging noise. The second those pipes stop clanging, well, ho-ho, tu no quieres saber. Hey, don't I know you from somewhere? Perhaps. I encounter many faces in my line of work. Like the inside of a mask. Come again? If you were inside of a mask, you'd probably encounter a lot of faces. The plumber was clever. But clever enough to snatch a pair of headphones? If I wanted information, I'd have to phrase my next question very carefully. Did you steal a pair of diamond headphones? No. His story checked out. Did you lose a pair of headphones or something? Not just any headphones. Diamond headphones. You tried the lost and found? Lost and found? It's a cardboard box where you can get free umbrellas and jackets. I see. Take me to this box. Of course. Thank you, Smitty. Sure thing. And I hope you find what you're looking for. The actress led me to the captain's lounge, where we found the captain lounging. Ah. Hello, Rolo. Enjoying your drink? Like I always say, a glass of sparkling soup is a captain's best friend. And who's this, Megan? He looks awfully familiar. I get that a lot. I've been around for a while. Like the mask. Pardon? Like this HD DVD of the 1994 Jim Carrey movie, The Mask. It's been around for a while. I see. Captain, I'm a private eye. Mind if we take a look through your lost and found? In the market for a new jacket? Not quite. Actually, this one's quite nice. Do you think it's moisture wicking? Detective? The headphones? Yes, of course. I don't see them. Just my new free jacket and some broken umbrellas. You're missing a pair of headphones? Diamond headphones, to be precise. Have you tried the room on the ship where we keep all of our audio equipment? You have a room full of audio equipment? Oh, yes, we do. For the podcast. Yeah, whatever that is. Captain, thank you for your time and for the jacket. Of course. And hey, I hope you find what you're looking for. The audio equipment room seemed like our best shot at finding the missing headphones. So why did I feel like we were further than ever from solving this case? Here's the audio equipment room. Lufa, what are you doing in here? Detective, 
She seems to recognize you. Makes sense. We met in a Zoom call. Lufa, we're looking for a pair of missing diamond headphones. Okay. Uh-huh. Interesting. You understand what she's saying? Not a word, but I think I've found what I'm looking for. You mean... Yes, I've cracked the case. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter. Hey, Lee. What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here. Thank you. Delicious sushi. Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here. Thank you. Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot it's of... It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi? <sighs> wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... Just go to... Jeez, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice, too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall, kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or Instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. Pipes, sparkling soup, headphones. This case had been unlike any I'd ever encountered, and yet it would turn out the same way as any other, with me, Detective Duplex, solving the case. 
I have before me the prime suspects, the plumber, the captain, the loofah. We're suspects? You said you had commemorative gifts for us. Don't worry, Captain. I always keep my promises. Here's a fountain pen for each of you with my business information engraved on the side. This says Double Overtree Hotel. Enough! Which one of these three stole my diamond headphones? Ah, yes. You see, this case comes down to one thing. Motive. Who would have a reason to take a pair of diamond headphones? The plumber makes no sense. He spends his time listening to the clanging of the pipes. If those pipes stop clanging, no, no puedo decir. The captain? One look at his lounge showed me that it was set up to enjoy multiple viewings of Jim Carrey's The Mask in Dolby Atmos 7.1 surround sound. No headphones required. The way it was intended to be experienced. Loudly. And Lufa? Every time we've been on a Zoom call, she's never worn headphones. Whether she even has ears or not is unclear. Detective, <laughs> what are you saying? You know very well what I'm saying, dear actress. J'accuse. <gasps> what did he say? I don't speak French. How dare you accuse me? Oh, he accused her. Oh, I probably could have gotten that. I've seen it all. You think you're the first actress to pull this? There was never a pair of diamond headphones, was there? You just made them up so you could hire me to investigate, giving you a first-hand look at what it means to be a private eye, all to prepare for a role in an upcoming film, miniseries, or audio drama, no doubt. <gasps> Brava, Detective, brava. You're right. There are no diamond headphones. But you missed one minor detail. There's also no upcoming film, miniseries, or audio drama. I, a true artiste, did this all for the joy of performing on the greatest stage there is. The stage we call life. Just like Jim Carrey when he did The Mask. Just when I thought I'd seen it all, she wasn't after the money, the fame, or the notoriety. Some people waltz through this life acting like they're actresses. But this one, she was the real deal. I'm one of a kind. Smitty, Lufa, are you as confused as I am? I'm just happy about the free pen. What do I owe you for solving the case? No charge. Good, because I don't have any money. I suspected as much. How about you just let me hear another story? Deal. Here to introduce it, the author. Hi, my name is Dondi. I'm eight years old and I live in New York. This is my story, The Package. Mother, wake up! What is it, my little chick? Oh, is it a weasel in the bar? No. And what is it, Roger? I'm Cecil. Whatever. I wanted you to see what a beautiful day it is. Morning, chickens. It's Farmer Rick. It's another beautiful day on my farm, and you know what that means. He's I'm going stay to stay in the barn, barn all day and talk your ears off. Because, because I don't like, like warm, warm, sunny days. days. He I likes like dark and stormy days. days. What's he going to start with today? The soft breeze rant? The railing against puffy clouds? Have I ever told you about my idea for a podcast? It's called... People, who needs them? All they do is prank me. Huh, sounds like someone is ringing the doorbell up at the house. That's strange because I don't have any friends due to my grumpy nature and distaste for warm, sunny days. It's probably just a ding-dong ditch. 
And now for the ditch. Eh, they'll ditch soon enough. Now, another thing. Shoes. They're not for your hands. Or are they? Whoa, whoa. A sea of chicks is carrying me to the house. Ah, I'm out in the sunshine. Oh, they're taking me through the back door. No. Huh, I guess I gotta answer the door. Okay, okay, I'm coming. Hold your hamsters. What are you... Oh. Hello, postworker Sarah. Oh, hello, Rick. <laughs> I, I didn't realize you knew my name. I mean, I know your name because I read your mail. Uh, I mean, I don't read your mail. That's a federal offense. And, um, you know, I'll, also, I totally respect people's privacy. I love privacy. We don't have enough of it these days. I was literally just saying that to Tabitha, your neighbor down that way. Oh, her name is Tabitha? I thought it was Nicole. <laughs> not close. Nope, not close at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I have a package for you. I mean, you have a package. And I'm, I'm holding it in my hands because I, I brought it over from my truck, which is, which is where it was, the package, before I walked up to you. I figured you'd be home today, you know, because you don't like sunny days, so... Oh, it's sort of my thing. Well, sunny days are too easy to like, if you ask me. It takes someone with a little more, you know, sensitivity to appreciate dark and stormy days. Well, at least that's what I think. Oh. I, um... <laughs> I... I never get packages. I know. I... Ooh, I mean, um... <clears throat> why don't I just leave it... Drop it on the grass. Rick... What? Oh, okay. Okay, well, see care. What? Oh, sorry. I, I I meant to say see you later, and then I switched to take care, so it came out, and I was hoping you didn't notice, but you, that's okay. All right, bye. Hey there, Star. Good dog. Someone sent me a package today. Better mark this momentous occasion on the calendar. I... <gasps> February 14th, I forgot it was Valentine's Day. Hey, this is filled with chocolate. One of the kids from town must have sent me a prank box. Guess there's only one way to find out. Star, this is the most delicious thing I've ever had. Someone's being nice to me? This changes everything. It's another beautiful day, just like yesterday. And that means Farmer Rick will be here soon. That is unfortunately what that means, Bells. I'm Taylor. Whatever. Morning, chickens. He's gonna stay in the barn all day and talk. I'm going to go out in the sunshine and do farming stuff. <coughs> if you'll excuse me. He's milking the cow. Good girl, Bessie. And fixing the chicken coop? That ought to do it. Ha <laughs> ha! Now he's enthusiastically running into the house to answer the door. Coming! I wonder who's at the door. Hold your hamsters. And by that I mean, give them a hug. Hi, Rick. Oh, Sarah. I sure am excited to see... Yes? ...that package you've got for me. Oh. <laughs> you see, the last time you brought me a package, it was filled with the most wonderful chocolates I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> right. That's so, um, well, um, here's another package for you, fr you know, from my uh, truck. <laughs> Thanks. Want to watch me open it? Oh, be here for when you open it. Um, you know, I know.
know how you feel about privacy and how you like it. And so I'll just, um, you know what? I'm just going to leave you to it. <laughs> and then you'll open it and um, then, you know, who knows what will happen next. <laughs> okay, good later. <gasps> Sarah, what? Huh, guess she's busy. <gasps> the package. There's a note inside. Let me just read it. <gasps> Star. Take over the chores for the rest of the afternoon. I've got somewhere else I gotta be. Oh, excuse me. Hello, yes. Welcome to the post office. My name is Max, and I am the head postman. Uh, is Sarah here? Yes, and why? I wanted to ask her something. Rick? Sarah, hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, can I talk to you over here? Oh, yeah, sure. I want to read you something I got earlier today in a package. <clears throat> Hi, my name is Sarah, and I gave you the box of chocolates. Sarah? Yes? Now, this might be totally off base, but did you send me the chocolate? Me? Yeah. Then yes. <gasps> you are my valentine. Oh, Sarah. I used to think I only liked dark and stormy days, but now I realize I like dark and stormy days and I like you. <gasps> what I'm trying to say is, Sarah, uh -huh. do you want to get out and enjoy this beautiful weather? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I, I do mean. the same thing, Sarah. <laughs> Where are you going? You are a postal worker. Neither snow, nor rain, nor heat. Max, guess what the only thing is that can keep these swift couriers from their appointed rounds? What? Love. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I had oh, to. you go, girl. <laughs> the, the end. And now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. First up, a shout out to Nora, a 10-year-old from Minnesota who sent us her story called Shivering Timbers. I love this story because it's sort of like a poem or a rap in that it has a great rhythm to it. And then in the final line, she switches up the rhythm all of a sudden, which is like surprising and sounds really cool. Here, check it out. When I shiver, I yell timber. When I shiver, I trip. When I shiver, I yell timber. When I shiver, I fall. When I shiver, I yell timber. When I shiver, I scrape my knee. <laughs> Great job, Nora. Next up, a shout out to Ava, a seven-year-old from Hawaii who sent us the story, The Princess with No Etiquette. And it's kind of a really neat character study of this awesome princess who doesn't seem to care what anyone thinks. She just does what she wants. She wears a t-shirt with a skirt and she has a pony named Fireball. And I also especially loved the way that Eva uses stickers to help tell her story. She had a bunch of stickers and she places them all around the story to help tell the reader things about the setting or even dialogue. Thanks, Eva. Next up, a shout out to Zach, a seven-year-old from Australia who sent us the story, Kevin the Worry Chip. And if you've ever wanted to see an incredible epic journey featuring a sword of destiny and multiple dragon battles, this is the story for you. Great work, Zach. 
And finally, from Elia, a six-year-old from New York, we have the story, Persian cats raining from the sky. Now, if you don't know what a Persian cat looks like, I encourage you to Google it because they look pretty cute and funny. And then if you add that they are raining from the sky, what you have now, my friends, is a comic masterpiece. Thank you for sending it in, Elia. To read all of today's Roll Call stories, head to storypirates.com slash podcast. That was Roll Call. And now it's time for you to write us a story. And if you don't know what to write, here's a story spark from Sanvi, the author of The Package. Kids, write an adventure story about someone who goes hiking up a mountain, but then they get lost. Who comes to save them, and how do they do it? That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to today's authors, Lewis and Sanvi. Grown-ups can submit kids' stories and story sparks at storypirates.com. And remember, every single story we receive gets some love. Some story love! We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! The Story Pirates podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios. Executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, Mike Cavallon, Minzwi Karami, Mahela Lawrence, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Roll Call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell and Eric Gerson. Our head writers are Rachel Winitsky and Minzui Karami. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon, Mihaela Lawrence, and Alexis Simpson. And contributing writers are Nick Canales, Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Dan Mintz. This episode features performances by Alec Brown, Carly Shiraki, Langston Darby, Sasha Diamond, Chris Ferry, Lindsay Ford, Eric Gerson, Sawyer Greenberg, Nick Canellis, Martha Marion, Peter McNerney, Kent Morita, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Justin Phillips, Peter Russo, Courtney Venace, Nimini Ware, and Matt Zimbrano. You Can Be a Real Star was written by Nick Canellis, Peter McNerney, and Eric Gerson, and produced by Eric Gerson. Hey everyone, it's me, Lee from the Story Pirates. We had a lot of fun today talking about headphones and mysteries and films from 1994, but I'd like to talk to you now about something from my past. That's right, the Double Overtree Hotel. I was just a wide-eyed boy, freshly arrived in New York City, with nothing to my name but the moisture-wicking coat on my back and a dream. A dream to open up the greatest fountain pen factory the city had ever seen. At first, people were lining up in the streets to get a double overtree pen. The demand got so high that I had to build everyone a place to sit while they waited. Those seats expanded into beds, those beds into rooms, and those rooms into a full-service hotel. Before I knew it, I'd lost sight of the very reason I'd even opened my fountain pen factory. Sure, I've managed to find peace, making this podcast with all my friends. 
but the Double Overtree Hotel? <laughs> That's a part of my past I'll be running from for the rest of my life. <laughs>